Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Welcome in, you guys. It's Panther Rants Podcast, brought to you by Armchair Network. It's April 1st. Tax deadline's coming up pretty soon, so you gotta get your taxes in. Lots of unclaimed money every year, and of course... It always happens. And of course, you know, over the weekend, there was plenty, there was plenty of unclaimed money. But you can get into it with uh, using MyBookie. They've been in business for years. they got great reviews online. They're, they also have a mobile set. It's easy to use. If you join now, MyBookie will match your, your deposit dollar for dollar. With the, um, and also, when you log in, create your account, use the promo car code ARMCHAIR25. And you can claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you play. Head to MyBookie, guys. M-Y-B-O-K-K-I-E. Check them out. I've heard nothing but great reviews for them. Go for it. And go claim some money because there's the Final Four's come up. You got NBA. You got a whole bunch of stuff. You can even bet on fantasy points. So stop wasting your money on a daily fantasy crap that, you, that you'll never win. And check it out. Alright guys, welcome in again to the Panther Rants Podcast. Wild Harris, your host. And, uh, well, the final four is set. And it was a, I'll tell you what, from Thursday to Sunday, this was one hell of a freaking slate of games. I mean, I was really excited the whole weekend. I know you guys were too. I mean, days like this is why you wish, you know, you were, I mean, I mean, if if you're a bachelor, if you ain't got no fucking worries in life, whether it's like a, um, you know, or if you're in college or whatever, and you get the party all, you know, good Lord, this would have been, I envy you guys. Because I would have been... I've been off, I've been on a four-day binge of freaking, you know, alcohol, basketball, and of course food. Lots and lots of food. I mean, Christ! I had, I had freaking boxes of pizzas everywhere, and whatnot, wings, all kind of stuff. I mean, this slate from Thursday to Sunday was just fantastic. Lots of awesome games. I mean, Saturday. I mean. Especially like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they they were great. Saturday and Sunday was just a peak. I mean, man, the games and the field set. You know, we got Virginia, who um, they're in. You know, they've after after the uh, gaff they had in the opening round last year, we lost to a 16 seed, and while they were losing at the half to a 16 seed this year. They regroup this time around, and now they're in the final four. It's amazing. Uh, Duke with the three uh, lottery picks didn't make it. I thought they would. Like I said in the, my podcast on Wednesday, 
Michigan State Duke, you go either you can go either one. Michigan State won by a point. And hats off to Tom Izzo. I mean, the guy, I mean, Michigan State's kind of like the New England Patriots of college basketball. They, um, every year you got to go with Tom Izzo in the tournament because he's always going to get them to the least, to the elite eight. And that's, I mean, if their coach gets you to the elite eight at least, I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. He's got them in the final four now, and they got, they got Texas Tech. And, um, lots of, I mean, this is an intriguing matchup itself. I think with, uh, Michigan State, I think this is a big for them because they got a, they actually got a week to prepare for, um, well, you know, maybe like six days. They got plenty of time to prepare for Texas Tech now. Whereas a lot of teams probably didn't. I mean, Michigan had plenty of time to prepare for Texas Tech, and I'm not sure what their excuse was, but I'm sure when Izzo reviews that, he's going to see what not to do against them. But Texas Tech, you know, they the Big 12, I mean, they, they, they for once... Another team besides Kansas gets to the Final Four. Although, I mentioned that on Twitter. I think it was um, either Saturday or Sunday. I think it was Sunday, actually. And people mentioned that Oklahoma made it 2016 with Buddy Hilt. And, you know, and I, you know, owned up to that mistake. And that's what I do. I own up to when I, you know, when I screw up. But that's because I'm used to seeing Kansas all the freaking time, you know, going deep and being the only Big 12 that goes deep in, in the tournament. But uh, Chris Beard has done some, you know, he's barely been in Texas Tech, and he's just, he's doing it. And what's crazy about this is, is that um, after this year, I'm sure Texas Tech is going to work on his extension and probably make him really well paid. Because that's the thing about these Texas schools is, Living here in Texas, it's a bragging rights thing. So they're going to keep him. And that's what people tell me about, you know, as I look at Twitter and some people say, well, this is going to be hard for Jamie Dixon to um, to win here in the Big 12. TCU is going to give him a big-ass budget and they're going to hire coaches. When, when Dixon first came in, he was able to hire two of the best recruiters in the country on his staff. And they just brought, they just brought another guy from UCLA in. And I have to really check him out to do my homework on him. But, you know, as, as Jamie loses assistant coaches, he's going to replenish them. And the school he works for has a bigger budget. They're getting what he wants. I mean, and, and given the fact that he's won, you know, he's... He has them winning. He had them in tournament last year, and of course they, should, you know, they just barely missed this past year. They're in, they're about to go to the NIT final four. He is going to reap the benefits. So 
that's the thing when people are, are, are rumoring, rumoring Jamie Dixon to UCLA I mean it doesn't make sense for both parties because for one thing Jamie hasn't made out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament in over a decade since the Elite Eight pit so UCLA is not going to hire him to begin with because he's, he's Ben Hallen light although they did hire Steve Alford but Jamie is way better than Steve Alford So I don't, but I don't see Jamie really leaving his alma mater for a better job. I mean, it just, I don't know. I just think it'd be a dick move to do it. But, but for the sake of quick beard, I think he's going to be just fine. Mission State, in the end, they just they pulled it off. And it was a great game, a lot of back and forth. And, you know, Cassie's Winston, I mean, the guy was... He, he was it for Michigan State. And, you know, there was all this controversy about Tom Izzo being this, oh, horrible, he yells at his players, and, oh, and look, look at him now, Final Four. So, there you go. So, basically, the people crying about them, he just, you know, gave them the big, giant middle finger. Speaking of middle fingers, we got the, uh, the Bruce Pearl uh, Auburn middle finger tour. They're in the Final Four, and, you know, it was funny. When they knocked off Kentucky, I mean, I mean that whole uh, slate in the Sweet 16, so I think it was, was it Saturday night? You had one game you had, you know, you had Auburn playing, North Carolina. Then, then after that, you had Kentucky and Houston. So, you had Roy Williams, who's never been caught, cheating versus Bruce Pearl who just says I'm going to cheat <laughs> the hell with you guys and then you got in the air bracket you got Kelvin Sampson who's currently caught multiple times and you got Kentucky who for some reason they just managed to land these big guys these five star players these one and dones and basically they're saying we're Kentucky yeah we dare you to come and look for us But that's just how it goes. And that was an awesome slate of games. I mean, I mean, I, Bruce Pearl in the Final Four is amazing. I know people hate it, but God, dog, I love it. I mean, I had this uh, for most of the week. I had to hear about all these Bruce Pearl takes, and it was like it was funny because we had. Saturday night, we had Bruce Pearl, we had Roy Williams, we had Calvin Sampson, Calipari, all these takes. And on top of that, in the Auburn game, where their player got hurt against North Carolina, he was one of our best players. He got hurt. He's out for the rest of the rest of the tournament. I, I, I mentioned, I said, all we need now is for the NBA players to come in and give us their takes about how the NCAA should run and how they should do this and that. But I was like, let, but let's, I was like, let's, let's just hope they've heard of this, uh, this guy from Auburn, Chuma. Let's hope they've heard of him so maybe they can get all, get, get all outraged they got hurt. But of course, since the game was on CBS, it was on ESPN, and of course it wasn't Zion Williams. Williamson. Of course it wasn't Zion. 
there was no outrage, obviously. You didn't have anybody jumping on their on their collective soapboxes to tell us how how horrible the NCAA is and how now that this guy's hurt, he's hurt because of free labor. But what they won't tell you is who's going to pay what with his, with his rehab and stuff. Who's going to actually pay for it? It's going to be the freaking school. But anyways. You know, it is what it is with the, with these te- you know with, with these coaches and you know Bruce Pearl. Obviously, people are hard up on him because he's got I guess like I guess one coach in jail and I think another, I think he's got two coaches in jail. It's that's what happens. I mean, it's usually the other guy, the guys that do your dirty work who get um, who get thrown in jail. And I'm sure Bruce will have his. Um, We'll have a lot to talk about when he gets the uh, you know the press conferences, and I'm sure it's gonna be a busy week for him addressing that stuff. But you know, here's the thing. I mean, Will Wade was allowed to coach. I have no idea why. I'm sure I, I, I understand he's you know he's being probably subpoenaed and he's gonna be screwed. But what's the big what's the what's the big deal? You come this far with them, you might as well go all in. Because I'm sure these victories that you got are going to be scrubbed from the uh, the record. Although the games happened. You might as well just go a full niner and just let them coach. That's what Auburn did. Auburn Auburn gave the high ground the middle finger. It's an F you. We're winning this thing whether you like it or not. Because you know what? It's a, just a little probation. You know, they may get, you know, they may get hit with a, you know, may lose some scholarships. You know, get a few years, but it's not football. It's just their basketball program. I mean, for these guys, for some of these te- for some of these programs, especially in the SEC, these basketball programs are disposable to them. You know, they don't have to actually, you know, as long as their football's protected, they can give two shits about anything else. By all means, have at it and have fun. But uh, you know, Pearl's here, and that's you know, for me, I was surprised. I mean, I figured they, they would be, they would beat North Carolina. My gut told me, but for them to uh, knock, you know, get to the uh, Final Four, the knockoff Kentucky, I didn't think they'd beat Kentucky, and they did. I mean, they just they got they made things happen towards the end. I mean, it went to overtime, and they just they did the damn thing. And speaking of overtimes, how about Virginia? I didn't think they would get past Oregon, and I thought they would be done then. But they p- faced Purdue, and despite you know having a player light up you know from a, you know for over thirty plus against them, and you know what really got me was they were down three and they were driving the ball down the court. Purdue fouls them. And speaking of, I mean, how how, how is this for poetic justice? They do the foul. I mean, Purdue does the foul up three, and I understand why they did it. And I just hate that; it just annoys the fuck out of me. Even my well, my own team does it, but I get why why they do it. You know, I totally understand. But poetic justice here prevailed as UVA knocked down the first free throw, and then next thing you know, they brick it. The ball comes out. 
it, it bounces around like a freaking pinball. UVA gets it, throws the ball down. The guy practically throws a pass right on the money. And next thing you know, we're in overtime. And you had to fill for Purdue. I mean, that just that just sunk them after that. I mean, they went toe-to-toe in overtime, but of course, in the end, it was just a hell of a game. You want, And you're happy for Tony Bennett because, you know, after what happened, and of course, people were now jumping on the whole... Well, you know, defense wins. Defense wins things, and that's mostly from God, you know, mostly from Pitt Twitter, because you know, because what happened with Jamie. But um, yeah, I mean, the opportunities were there for Jamie to, uh, you know, to, to to prove us the defense wins in the, in the tournament. He had his opportunities. Okay, to show us that there's no there's no doubt, but. Scotty Reynolds happened, and of course you had that Jermaine Dixon freaking gaff where Pitt could have went up seven, and Jermaine obviously turns the ball over, and then on top of that, freaking fouls the guy as he scores, and it was a, it went from a from a possible seven point lead to a two point game. If that doesn't happen, Pitt probably is going to the Final Four. It's, if Scotty Reynolds doesn't uh, lay the ball in, it's, yeah, Pitt probably wins that game in overtime. Pitt had momentum. At that point, Pitt had momentum on their side. But it didn't happen. Then you had freaking Butler. You know, Gilbert Brown bricks the second free throw, and it was bad form if you look at it. And then Nazir Robinson, for some reason... Nazir Robinson, what's it called? Fouls him. And of course, this dickhead behind me is on his cell phone. It's bumper to bumper traffic, and he almost freaking rear ends me. And of course he's and I hate and I hate stere- the stereotype but he's driving a fucking infinity. You know, folks, and he's just like you know, he's holding his phone. I get you know, it's good that he's like actually looking. But uh for God's sakes, man, pay attention, man. This is this is this is rush hour. I mean I'm happy his ass fucking got in the uh, actual pullover lane here and didn't uh, run me because on top of my car getting, um, you know, still under being, still being looked at from the uh, it's still being looked at from uh, what's it called, you know the, the, you know, the, uh, the parking garage because the friggin um, what's it called came down on me, yeah the, yeah, the game malfunction came down my car But anyways, guys, getting back to the actual game itself, and the you know, it just 
back to Jamie Dixon. I mean, Nazar Ramos made a really bad decision. I mean, it was stupid. I mean, if anything, Jamie should have pulled his players off from, off from there. Didn't do it. But, you know, you let the game go the fucking overtime. And, of course, you know, you didn't have to. I mean, as bad as Butler you know, was flopping in that game. And they were flopping like hell. And the thing about it is they didn't have to flop this time. We just, you know, the refs were calling tic-tac stuff that whole Butler game. And that's just that. And that's the thing people need to realize is that, yeah, defense can win in tournaments. <clears throat> there's been opportunities. I mean, of course, in the case of Jamie Dixon, there's been his opportunities. They just didn't happen. But now he's at TCU because, you know, things started to really fall off with the program. And that's that. I mean, the guy had flaws too. I mean, he's he had a great career here, but he had flaws. And that's the thing about some of these people that um, are just, you know, so hard up about this whole Tony Bennett thing. There's a big difference between Tony Bennett and Jamie Dixon is Tony Bennett actually had better players. He recruited better players. He was able to. On top of that, he was able to get to the Final Four with them. So... That's the big difference there. And so we on one side of the bracket we got we got UVA, we got Auburn. And pretty this is gonna be a pretty, pretty intriguing game because both you know Auburn played lights out, but they got they're down a guy. And I'm sure they're banged up from uh, their run. And I think UVA is really starting to starting to come on now. <clears throat> they know. They know they can. The, th- the reason why is they know they can win this tournament now. So they got that going for them. On the, and on the one side bracket, you got Mission State. And you got Texas Tech. And I mean, this is going to be a really good defensive battle between these two teams. And I like Mission State in this one because they can play defense and they can score. And I know, you know, the whole issue with a lot of this is that there's no Blue Bloods. You know, there's no there's no Kentucky, there's no North Carolina, there's no Duke. And, pe- you know, people say this is, this is what draws people to these games, but you got to realize that Auburn's going to travel. Their fans are definitely going to travel for this game. Texas Tech is going to travel. Michigan State's going to travel, and you damn for sure you think going to travel. So yeah, the Blue Bloods aren't there, but the fans, the alumni are going to be there to this game. So I expect, you know, I still expect a really good turnout for, the, for this tournament. I mean, I mean, the Final Four is an exciting thing. When they, when they came to Houston in 2011... I was there for. We had, I mean, we had UConn, we had Butler, we had um, VCU, and Kentucky, and they still broke attendance records for the NCAA for the Final Four. UVA traveled like hell. So did Kentucky, as always. The only the only team that really didn't travel well was UConn. Actually, their students didn't travel well. Their student section was pretty much empty. But their uh, their fans, 
and their alumni were pretty well represented in the stands. They 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 they, they uh, came to the game. They brought they brought their they brought their you know they brought their game. It's just for the students. When I talked to a few of them, this was like oh, go, that was eight years ago. They said it was a pain in the ass to travel to the game. And um, you know the final four, you know I was there, and the games were pretty exciting. I think for me, what was what really gave me goosebumps was when they was when the seniors were coming off the court. You know when they were losing, that was what gave me goosebumps. Just you know, watch watch them walk off the court, fans just cheering. But the uh, the Butler UConn game was a freaking snoozer. Probably one of the worst freaking tournament games I've ever watched. UConn, I mean, because. UConn turned up with their defense, and UConn, I mean, UConn turned with their defense, but Butler shot like hell. I mean, it was horrible. But uh, I think, you know, as far as these games go, I'll, I'll talk about more in depth. Later in the week, we'll go through the... Um, through the notions, I'll get my picks, because I was, you know, last podcast, I was way off, I mean, I, I did have, I did say Purdue was going to be Tennessee, my gut said, and Tennessee, I'm a snatch victory from Jaws of the Feet, but it was like watching Clubber Lang, the second time he faced Rocky, where he beat the hell out of Rocky for most of the match, and then Rocky just, cut, he wore himself out, Rocky comes back and beats the crap out of him. But this time around was different as Tennessee just couldn't give them a... But Purdue had one last possession and Tennessee just couldn't get... Just could not get a stop. And on top of that, they fouled the freaking shooter. And when the game, the game went overtime and Purdue woke up and said, Hey, you know what? We need to... Tennessee's woken up, so we got to get this win. And they did. Gonzaga was a disappointment as well, and but the thing is, is you know, with Mark Few, he's a he's a great coach, and given what he's what he, you know what he has, what he has to work with, for one thing, he's playing the West Coast Conference, and he's playing he's playing for a four to five thousand people a game. The guy is both an amazing program. I mean, Gonzaga will always be a cautious pick at the tournament. You never know how they're going to go. But, uh, you know, Texas Tech shut them down, and towards the end, and that was it. I mean, they just had, they had no answer. But they're always going to be a cautious pick because of that. You know, that's just, it's the same thing with UConn women now. I mean, the UConn women's uh, team... Was a two seed in the tournament this year, despite losing only two games. And I guess two of the games they lost to were one seeds in the tournament. And one thing the tournament committee picked out was their uh, their conference wasn't good. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering how long UConn's going to stay in the AEC for basketball because it's hurting, it's hurting, it's going to hurt them. I mean, when Gino Ariema leaves UConn and retires, what happens that? What happens after that? Who's going to pick up the pieces? Because he can't be there forever. So they're going to have to do something that's going to help that program long long term after he retires. And after he's gone. 
it's the same thing with the men's program too. I mean, Hurley's there, but how long can they stay in that that conference? But he's attract. I mean, he's a attra- one thing you can say is he's he's attracting some big recruits. But I mean, what happens to I mean, what happens long term because this, this basketball conference just isn't good right now. I mean, initially it was. I mean, they had some names for coaches, but it's only like three or four good teams in that conference now. And I think, you know, the, and the way you call football is now, I mean, I'm not sure if you call football is ever going to recover. I mean, it, it, once it went to the AEC, it just plummeted. It's just not the same. And, you know, it's not so much the AAC. You had, they had a whole bunch of bad coaching hires. Because, you know, they went from Randy Edsel to Paul Pasqualoni, which made absolutely no freaking sense whatsoever. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. Now Randy Edsel's back. And I'm not sure how he's going to be, uh, able to dig them out because I think UConn's in a more worse position now than what they were when they were just when they were coming from one double A to you know to 1A you know they're obviously in a really bad spot so I'm not sure you know I mean I think personally you put football go somewhere like the MAC or somewhere or go independent do some of your basketball program because they uh, supposedly now with the, the with the latest AEC um, television deal they're getting more money, but they can't do their basketball games on a different network like, like they've had. So obviously there's a lot of concern. But anyways, guys, we're hitting the thirty minute mark of this. It was a hell of a it was a hell of a tournament re- tournament weekend. I mean, this tournament was awesome. It's been awesome because you know every year everybody has these hot takes about how the tournament just isn't good because there's not this or it's not that. This tournament had it all. Yeah, it didn't really have a Cinderella team, but you can say a lot of these P5 programs were Cinderellas because you never expected them to come out of nowhere and do what they did. You know, nobody was going to expect Texas Tech to go to the Final Four or Auburn. So you can say that a lot of these, a lot of these teams are Cinderella's in, in their own respects. Because nobody takes them seriously for basketball. And they're there. I mean, Tech, yeah, had some... And then they had a few good years on their night. But, you know, Chris Beard was obviously a Bobby Knight disciple. And he's Bobby Knight with a little more, I guess you could say, more of a... I guess more of a millennial version of Bobby Knight. Where he's not much of a authoritarian I guess but um, you know lots of good things are coming for Texas Tech and this and then this tournament itself we got another weekend of it and we'll see who the champion is and we'll talk about that later this week to see who that could be and of course I need to really get back to talking about pip football because spring drills are here and the offense is uh, you know, getting some work on their new offensive coordinator, and I saw some things where they were throwing that where they were actually throwing to the tight ends. Man, think just think about that, throwing to the tight ends. 
kind of a lost art. We haven't had we haven't had that in years, but maybe we'll get it back. Oh well, guys, enjoy the rest of the week. I'll talk to you later. Hell, pit. Bye.